Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and I'm covered in iced coffee. And over there is Andy Asimakis. How are you doing, Andy? Stephen, there's one thing I love more than horror stuff. It is giant monsters fighting mm-hmm. or just giant beasts in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the you idea of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I want I want it to be real, even though I might die from its existence. That's how much I wanted to see giant monsters in our lifetime. So were you were you like really hoping that Zordon chose you to be a Power Ranger? No, I was hoping Godzilla was a documentary series and I was a child. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, but you would be like a helpless person in that in that fight. Yeah. Like cool. I wanted yeah, sure. to be like the fuchsia Power Ranger and like. Uh-huh. Get in a, a sword color for and you. start fighting, right. fighting kaiju. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was right. looking forward to. But why the hell are we talking about that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I'll tell you why we're talking about that. Because joining us this week is Michael Long, the creator of Kaiju Wars, a stylish, two D turn-based strategy game where constructing buildings and defending your city from giant monsters is the way to be. Is the way to go. That's what it is. There's a typo in my instru- in in my intro. Yeah, so I, 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 I almost I saved with it. That. I flowed with you it. Almost, it was almost I good. Tried, Andy, I tried, <laughs> but not everybody could could save your word vomit. Michael, welcome to the show. How yeah. are you? Uh, hi there. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, good to be here. Uh, this is going to be an awesome show. My son is super into Godzilla and King Kong and like all of those movies right now. He knows every year. He knows the roar, the specific roar of a Godzilla. Like if you played him a Godzilla roar, he'd be like, Oh, that's from the 1973, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you're a nerd, but he (laughs) loves this stuff. So I've actually been plugged into the whole Kaiju situation lately. I've, I've, I've learned quite a bit about, uh, Kaiju. So I want to actually take the lead off question. If you don't mind, Andy. Yeah, go for it, bro. The lead off question of course is for the dual screens podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast on the entire internet starring two people you've never heard of probably the show posts each and every friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice including our home podbean.com and of course you could watch us on youtube on youtube.com slash dual screens tv and if you want to support us on patreon it's so simple a baby can do it they should have a wallet or a credit card though because you need to go to patreon.com slash nds podcast just like our patreon producers Colton, The Apprentice Nestler, and FNH Paul. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support, and it is directly because of your support that later, in just about, in exactly a month from when we're recording this, so I think this actually goes up while we are there, Andy. Mm, yeah, We will true. be at PAX East, and it's all because of your support on Patreon, so thank you so very much for doing that, and hopefully, hopefully, we will get approved for our panel and we will be able to tell you more about that in the coming uh, shows. But that being said, let's get into the first question here. When, Michael, were you first introduced to the world of Kaiju as a kid? Yeah. So it'd probably be there was an old uh, NES, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System game called Godzilla 2, War of the Monsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know some people are familiar with it, but not everyone. It's kind of somewhat obscure. And it was a turn-based strategy game where you played as the humans. Uh, you played as the crappy human military fighting off the monsters coming to wreck your city. And it was really janky. And is in the combat, when you attacked an enemy, it actually rolled a weird roulette and symbols would pop up. And to this day, I don't know what the symbols mean. Yeah. Um, but it was super janky and it was such a fun idea uh, that this, this many years later, we're still thinking about it. And so my brother Jeff actually, he made a board game Call it about kaiju wars and uh, i'm adapting that to become a video game so my first exposure would definitely be that old nes um, godzilla 2 war of the monsters game and then since then i've watched um almost all of the godzilla movies big fan of that genre um pacific rim is also really cool and uh yeah it's just great it's just a great genre to work in remind me when we're done here michael to send you if you haven't seen it already the godzilla creepy pasta story about a cursed godzilla cartridge that some guy okay. plays. It has like different monsters. Like a, there's like a devil creature in it. It's so intense. Oh boy, and yeah. spooky. And somebody actually took it into a game. He took the story and made a ROM hack out of it. It's actually, so neat. I think I oh, own a Godzilla yeah. Super Nintendo game. I think it's called Super Godzilla. Let me see if I can find yeah, that while you vamp. Vamp on this. One. You know what? I, my my lead off question for you, Michael, was, <laughs> what do you think kaiju eat? And we never see them eat ever. Yeah, that's 
I mean, they obviously enjoy <laughs> wrecking cities, but you don't right. yeah, see them stuffing their mouths that much. And like, is eating concrete all that tasty? That, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because I, I, I was doing a whole like uh, calorie counting thing the other day, like for my weight, I'm like two, two hundo even. And the amount of calories for a kaiju to even take a step or walk, you know, amongst us, that's a lot of energy. So what does it have to eat to survive and get around? No one ever explores that. And they wouldn't eat other ones because they're they're all walking around too. That's true. Uh, For the King Kong movies, you know, he lives, Kong lives on Skull Island. So maybe there's super bananas that he's eating Mm -hmm. off screen or something. (laughs) He definitely um, eats vegeta- vegetation. Like he eat like you see yeah. him eating like trees and stuff, but he also eats like just the wild animals. Um yeah, the whole goddamn forest, dude. Here's here's Super Godzilla. <laughs> here's my cartridge. There you go. I'll show it to you in that camera as well. There it is. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, yeah, I think I played that one. My cousins and I played the shit out of this game. This is an American version of this game. It is translated a hundred percent. It is Super Godzilla, and I cannot tell you a single game mechanic in this game. I have no idea how this game works. No idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I don't, it's just Godzilla side scrolling and then there's like a map and he's going through and you have to, I don't, I'm not sure if you're attacking Godzilla or if you're defending Godzilla, I still have no idea how this game is played, but let's talk about how Kaiju Wars is played. Mm. Turn-based. What are we doing? Give us the, uh, give us the whole rundown. Give us the elevator pitch. Sure. So as you mentioned before, it's basically the spiritual successor to the Godzilla 2 NES game. So you basically play out a kaiju movie as the hopelessly accast military. Uh, and you're going to be building, constructing and deploying military units. And you'll be constructing buildings in an attempt to slow down the kaiju as they attack your city. So instead of the player having like an elite force, like an Into the Breach, where they only have a few mechs against the many, uh, you have the many and you're against the few. There's only one or two generally one or two kaiju per level that are attacking simultaneously, sometimes a few more. Um, And they go towards your buildings and destroy your buildings. So there's an interesting, uh, what makes this a little bit different than most games is that you actually see what the kaiju is going to do ahead of time, a bit like Into the Breach, but also a bit different. Mm. You'll actually see what buildings the kaiju are heading towards, and you'll see the chance they're going to step on each tile. So then you can actually position your units to either Mm. be in the way you want your tanks to get stepped on because they deal high counter damage, kind of like stepping on a spiky Lego, very painful, very painful. And you (laughs) want certain units to not get stepped on like your missiles and your bombers. And you'll have to build buildings to lure them away and deploy more units and bases. It's got, it's kind of like a uh, tower defense. uh, A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Advanced Wars meets Godzilla. It's the best combination you could possibly imagine for a video game. Oh, good God, this game is fun, Steven. The demo is out right now, Mm -hmm. and it's... You would think that having an army, how small it may be in your corner versus one giant monster, you can have a chance. Like, okay, how hard could this be? But when you have, like, this endgame-type music blaring in the background, like, is some really big shit going to go down? (laughs) It it gets tense really, really fast. And I was like, am I going to make it? (laughs) Are my guys going to die? And a lot did die. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a cannon fodder. Don't feel too bad. Uh, it's, I guess it's what they signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to like reprogram my brain because I feel like every unit must live, but they're all essentially there to die to get through <laughs> the right. end, more or less. Yeah. So you, you literally have construction crews building buildings just so that they can meat, be destroyed. Meat shields. Yeah. <laughs> um, do <laughs> do the players have to like worry about like strengths and weaknesses of different kaiju? Like, are there different strategies you want to employ to the different enemies that you're going to be dealing with? Yeah. You certainly there's a base set of units that'll be used in most missions. And for example, anti-air guns are better against air kaiju, but they can still shoot at ground targets. So you'll be using the base units for most missions. Um, but you will be employing different tactics based on what abilities they have. For example, uh, sometimes the the uh, hairy armadillo one, we call them, he can kick nearby ground units. So, okay, that means you may want to deploy more planes since they can't get kicked. So depending on the abilities and also depending on the terrain, sometimes you'll be moving through forests or hills. Well, missiles aren't very good at that. Planes are better. Uh, it all depends on what the terrain and what abilities they have. Do you know the, the kaiju's abilities before you... That, like, do you have intel, or is it just like, okay, here he comes? Oh shit, he's kicking things. Uh, let me throw some planes. Uh, you you don't know on the first turn, but generally the kaiju shows up 
on the second turn, and then you can click to see his ability. So you know oh, very pretty very early on oh, okay. um, what they can do. Good. No, no guesswork here. Why are, the, well, why are these kaiju here? Why are they destroying our shit and wreaking havoc? We're just trying to run, as a mayor, Let's get run the city peacefully. Mm -hmm. Why? What's going on? What's the backstory? What's going on? Well, I can't... There is a story, uh, and you'll have to play through the campaign story. We do explain why they're here and, and what, what's going on, but yeah, I can't say too much about that. But if you watch some of the old Godzilla movies, you'll be right at home with um, what, what's going on. Mm. Okay, it's it's all our fault. They're doing it's they're doing some experiments. <laughs> they're doing some experiments, and the kaiju are none too happy about it. Oh, Someone goodness. flushed a baby alligator down the toilet, and then that's what happened. That's it. Leatherhead <laughs> is born. Giant. I can neither confirm nor deny, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it might be our fault. <laughs> oh no! Goodness. We were just kidding. Um, so how has development been for you guys through, uh, you know, we're, we're almost year three, I guess, of this pandemic thing. Um, mm -hmm. how, how has that been for you guys? We've had some Godzilla yeah, well, movies since then as well. Yeah, so development-wise, uh, we always worked um, remotely anyway. Sure. Uh, so it actually hasn't affected me personally too much. We're distributed over our province, mostly in Canada. Um, so... Uh, it hasn't affected me too much. Uh, as for kaiju stuff in general, it's actually been a really good year or two for kaiju. Yeah. Uh, as you know, several games are coming out, uh, especially Dawn of the Monsters just came out. Kong vs. Godzilla was a smash hit success in the movies. Uh, and there was also a Godzilla anime uh, on Netflix, Godzilla Singular Point. So this has actually been like the best year for kaiju in you know five or ten years. Uh, so it's a good good time to be in the space. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot's been going on in the world of, of kaiju. Go ahead, Andy. I get, I found, I found more yeah, coffee. I this one's say, on the side of my computer tower, so let me clean that. When you, you know, have a game that you made based off of years of, you know, watching Godzilla movies and all that, how do you create monsters that aren't just imitations of what you've seen watching Godzilla films? for you know dozens of years how do you keep mm -hmm. them original looking and feeling and with their own identity and and qualities yeah so obviously you want some familiarity you know people want mm -hmm. the big monster archetypes and okay you know there's going to be a flying guy and there's going to be a guy who right. goes in the water so there definitely are archetypes that we're sticking to um but we're kind of playing it more um on the humorous element of it, some tongue-in-cheek poking fun at some of the designs uh and I'm pretty happy with generally how the, their designs turned out. Uh, of course, Big Donk, which is the giant King Kong monkey. He, he's basically King Kong. He's a big monkey. Um, <laughs> no, not too much difference there. Um, but we do also apply our own very unique art style to the game, which I think it looks very different than pretty much anything else, which helps set it apart from uh, other monsters who kind of use a lot of darker gray or black colors. Mm -hmm. um, ours are quite colorful and vibrant. And we try to make each one have some abilities that reflect um, their differences and what environments they generally show up in. Even from a pixel art perspective, it, it looks unlike any pixel art game I've played recently. It's very, the colors are very specific and they're very limited, but they kind of pop also off the screen, if that makes any sense. It just, it just right. looks visually, it looks very, very different. And I'm so here for that look. We actually took the, the color palettes are really important to us. And we actually looked at old Godzilla movie posters and there's actually, uh, I can send it to you. Um, there's actually an old Godzilla versus Kong movie poster where the sky is yellow and the grass is pink. And that's actually, it was like, okay, that's our color palette right there. Yeah. We decided to that's make four, so or five, cool. <laughs> four or five color palettes with, with um, contrasting colors on opposite sides of the color wheel um, for like selectable units. And so it's always very clear and vibrant of exactly what you can click on and uh, how things look differently. We also apply an, uh, an old, well, a technique called dithering where uh, we have a bunch of black dots. And if you space them more closely together, you can kind of create a, a gradient. So it looks like different shades of color, but it's actually just black with whatever other single color we're using, like a yellow or purple or pink or something. So it's a, meant to look a little bit retro, but also uh, something new as well. Yeah, I got, got some new, that's, new, that's so neat. yeah, like uh, techniques thrown in there that's pretty cool that's so goddamn cool um how do you is it well one of the things that i know that i notice happens a lot in these types of games is you 
the pacing is very, very difficult to nail down. Like sometimes you could get into, into a match and it could be a 10 minute affair. You're good. You're gone. And then you don't see that monster again. Um, or whatever. You don't see that, that level again. But I feel like with the, with the Kaiju being the star of the show, you're going to want to show them off a little bit longer. So like, how did you balance a length of level where it's not too long, but also we get to have some fun with these, with these Kaiju. Yeah, as you say, the, the Kaiju are the star of the show, and, you know, there's limited budget, so we can only make so many of them. There's only five in our game, uh, and so we do reuse them. We, we generally switch them up between each level, but then, so there's five, so you can have them encounter each one individually, and then you can bring in, sometimes two of them show up at different times at different points in the map, and then they also have five different abilities that we sw swap them in and out, so we don't want to overwhelm the player with too many abilities going on at once. Sure. Generally, the kaiju will each have one or two, but we pick which ones we want for each level. And then we also can change the layout of the level of, oh, is it very mountainous or hilly? Or is there a big road? Is it very open? Uh, and then we also have these project cards that you can play. And uh, later on, we start using the design of each mission is based around like two specific project cards we give the player. And the entire level is based around how well you use those and how to move, move your units around. Uh, so... Yeah, we actually have over 50 missions in the game, and I think I think we did a pretty good job of keeping it varied. <laughs> we'll have to wait, of course, till the reviews come out. Can you go into those project cards a little bit more? Like, wait, can you explain that mechanic? Sure. So every turn, um, the player draws three project cards from their deck of cards, and generally we choose. We, the developers, have built this deck for you, but there's also a mode where you can free play and choose your own, build your own deck. Okay. And these cards help the help the player. They can build buildings like harbors or army bases or airfields for free. Uh, they can also deploy units or deploy powerful experimental weapons like a freeze ray or a transforming jet that transforms into a mecha. And then there are some very special ones that are tactics that are like one turn use. Uh, for example, you, all of your units can now instantly move to any building on the battlefield. So if there's an island map, you can helicopter over your entire army for one turn to fight the kaiju and kind of do these big wave pushes. And then there's also different um, strategies where you can upgrade specific tiles where all of a sudden, oh, if you position your guy on a hill, they now get plus two counter or shooting from forest gives extra damage and or tanks do better in buildings or rubble. So there's, there's a lot of variety um, in those just those alone. Yeah, that sounds exciting. That reminds me a little bit of uh, Loop Hero, Andy. As you know, I'm a big Loop Hero fan, and having the kind of building the map as you see fit to defend, you know, and and gather resources and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. I, I like that that loop, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and you talk about like the balance. I noticed also it's all about placing units and moving them because they attack automatically based on where they are. Like if they're adjacent to the monster, they'll just attack it. So knowing where to place your units, it like reduces my amount of clicks while playing and it feels so smooth and so easy to pick up. I'm not a huge strategy guy by any means. I think I'm bad at that genre, to be honest, but this felt very comfortable to play and pick up. Like I, was, I felt right at home playing it and it was super fun and easy to get a handle over it. And yeah, it's just, I need it. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as possible i need it fantastic yeah we need this game in. with the monsters in it i will chime in with the, the units um advanced wars is a big inspiration i love the advanced wars mm -hmm. games but it can get completely overwhelming when you have to like when you're spamming out infantry units and you have to move like 30 guys each turn oh mm -hmm. man that, that just slows down the game so much so we yeah. we did want to reduce the number of units on the battlefield and we we hard-coded like how many of each unit type you can get each mission and generally you won't have more than eight guys active at the same time normally. So yeah, we want to keep the turns shorter than um, what Advanced Wars can drag into, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, less thinking on my part always means better things for, for me. For both of us, the Andy. Less, the less <laughs> my brain has the function. That, that makes two of us, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're kind of... Uh, so how, what has the feedback been from, from your demo that's been out? Uh, yeah, it's been very positive. Of course... We get a lot of comparisons with Into the Breach, which obviously there are a lot of superficial similarities of, oh yeah, it's a pixel art game and there's a city being wrecked by monsters. But then as soon as you get past that, people are like, oh yeah, this actually isn't at all like Into the Breach. Like it looks like it is from the screenshots, but it actually plays out completely differently. Sure. Because uh, Into the Breach is more of a sliding tile puzzle, essentially. 
Um, mm. And this is more of a advanced wars, larger scale strategy of placing units in buildings than just being limited to three guys. Uh, and then the feedback's been very, very positive. Uh, and it's, a lot of people say it's very different than what uh, they've never seen anything quite like it, which is what we were going for. Definitely. It's not, it's not something that people would necessarily expect because of the, the, uh, coat of paint and, and, you know, it, they're obviously going to draw comparisons and that's, what's good. I mean, that's kind of good, right? Like the, it, that's going to draw some people, the fans of the genre in a little quicker than, than normal. So like that, it, it, I don't know if it's a happy accident or if it was done on purpose, but either way, it at least gets people in the door. Right. And then you mm -hmm. can kind of blow their mind after that. Yeah, that's right. So it, it's both good and bad thing. Um, Into the Breach is an excellent game. I love it. But then some people also say, oh, it's it's not enough like Into the Breach. I was expecting more of that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. Uh, it's it's good to get people in, but sometimes hard to please uh, yeah. everybody if that expectation. Sure. What's been the most influential Godzilla movie when putting this game together? Which one stands out to you? Like you're always going back to in your mind that you're, plucking things from or looking to or is it just the whole the, the whole body of work of Godzilla you're pulling from when putting this together probably um the original 1954 Godzilla movie mm -hmm. um that's uh some of the feeling we were trying to embody like just the full classic kaiju of a kaiju comes out of the ocean and starts attacking your city and the military try their best but the best they can do is just slow it down uh but they can never Sucks. They can never destroy the kaiju. It's basically a force of nature that can't be destroyed. Um, the best we can do is slow it down. And the only solution we have is science. Eventually, if you buy enough time, it has to be the scientists who win the day, not the army. It has to be science that'll stop the kaiju for now. And again, it's always for now. You can't destroy them. They're just a fact of life. Um, so kind of, I know, I guess in 1954, they do kill Godzilla, but we know that there's, there's more coming and it was science that, that won the day. And we also really want to get the feeling down that the, the kaiju is always bearing down on you. Again, it's a force of nature. It's a force of destruction. And you can only slow it down. And your objective is just to protect your one scientist. So your king is always on the board. There's always a risk that if the kaiju you know, goes down a path, you see the paths are, OK, if it goes down that way, I'm good. But if it goes down this way, uh oh, I'm going to have to evacuate. And I have to plan my evacuation. We always want you to feel like you're two steps away from defeat um, if you can't slow them down enough. And so the kaiju is bearing down your last lab and you get your last eureka and, you know, complete the serum. That's the, that's the feeling we're going for being the underdog and getting the last minute win. We should always have Godzilla films playing in grade school and junior high, such valuable life lessons. Cause I, I, I'm just now getting that it's science that saves the day every time in those movies. Like I was watching mm. Shin Godzilla a few months ago mm. and they like, they like trip him and like give him some like blood serum thing to like freeze Coagulate his, to freeze his blood. him. Yeah yeah. 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 I was like, right. it's so insane, yeah. but yeah, it's not, it's not atomic weapons that birthed him, but just the science that's going to, you know, come in and, <laughs> and stop. And you, him, and you notice it's, it's always about, and, and we're going to get into a little bit of Godzilla philosophy, but I, you know, it was created as, a social commentary on the the you know nuclear bombings of right. you know Nagasaki mm -hmm. Hiroshima and of all that course. stuff but of course. and and like he looks like a mushroom cloud and like all of that stuff but all of it is focused on stopping the destruction it's never about fighting the destruction it's not necessarily about de destroying the destruction it's about stopping it dead in its tracks and in, and in that particular movie uh, Shin Godzilla, like they, he's literally, they said it's going to take him, I think eight years to decompose or something like that. So he's literally, or it, whatever is literally just going to stay there as a reminder of this, this frozen giant lizard thing. And, but then it starts like growing these other like human, like parts. Out it was of it like, too. The, it was like another yeah. evolution at the end. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, I think it was trippy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that stuff, that, that stuff is just it's it's incredible it's like the most horror a godzilla film has ever been was shin godzilla that shoots like those lasers out of his me. back and stuff oh my god horrifying it's so cool i love it i, I, I love when they make it I... like go ahead andy i'm sorry no when it's like a horror film like how cloverfield is like a horror film yeah but it's a giant monster film yeah i love when they do that see i didn't see any of those like i, I, never, I still never saw uh pacific rim or any of that like i just I don't know, like the monster genre, the monster movie genre just always eluded me. And now my son's getting me into them. And I'm, and I, I just think it's so like, he'll be sitting there 
watching like this I don't, it's not like a YouTube series, like a YouTuber explaining and going deep dives on like, <laughs> why does the Shin Godzilla's tail look like a face? And I'm sitting there. I know that like, channel. <laughs> I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. Like, why why did this elude me for so long? And now I'm like completely obsessed with it. Um, So I'm just going to cut to the chase here. All right, Michael. Going to cut to the chase. Sure. When, if, can... However, I want you could you picture take this phrasing. I'm just gonna tell you my desire. I want to take control of a kaiju and destroy Andy City. <laughs> yes. When yeah. can this happen? How soon can yeah. this happen? That's that's the most requested feature. Um, <laughs> even though we kind of take the opposite approach of you playing as the humans trying to stop them, like in the original films. Um, but you can. We do have a local versus mode where one player can play as the monster. And the other player plays the oh, regular game, plays the human. Do you do Steam Shit. Share? Do, do you do Steam Share? Yeah, yeah. It's a, you, you I saw the prompt for that. I saw the prompt for that. Oh Steven, it's happening, dude. God, I am going to destroy your city so bad. This man. is going to come out during PAX. This is like oh our whole weekend. God. But we're not okay. editing interviews. Michael, are you guys going to be at PAX? Uh, we weren't planning on it, unfortunately. <sighs> you have just broken my heart. They got a game coming out, dude. Yeah, yeah it's I know. Like, I know. <laughs> can't be traveling the globe and... You know, talking to us, uh, but that's okay. We'll, we'll... <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to look into it. I yeah, been pretty busy. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Uh, no, that that's that's awesome. I cannot that that's a really really awesome feature. Like being able, like, and I love the Steam link share, whatever the hell that thing's called. I forget, I forget what it's called, but mm. being able to do that couch co-op but with a friend over, you know, like just sharing. I don't know. I think I think that's brilliant. It's a brilliant piece of technology. Love it. Um, oh, that's gonna be awesome. How did you? Like, how does the balancing work on that? Like, do you have all five abilities at your disposal as the monster? Like, because you're obviously not going to see the path, right? Yeah, so we've earmarked certain missions that you can play versus, and not all of them will be super... uh, Yeah, we've just earmarked certain of them. um, And you basically just play out the same mission, but one person's playing as the monster, and you are still restricted to the path. I know, freeform walking around... um, that's cool, but you would literally just walk to the, to the enemy's lab. Uh, so you're still restricted to the paths, but whenever there's a choice for the monster to make, you make that choice. So if there's ever a branching path, you choose which one to go down, uh, especially for the what we call the finale missions, the core defense missions. Um, the kaiju does gain abilities during the mission, and you make, you're going to choose which ones they get, the order that they get them in. Uh, and there'll also be uh, dark project cards that they'll choose among three cards or draw on each turn. You pick the the dark project that'll hurt the player, uh, which one. So God. don't go expecting like a full game. It's it's definitely more of a side mode, but um, it, it's still pretty fun. Does Man, it's like it's like if Evolve was good. <laughs> Does the player know what you're choosing? Like 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 if you if they yeah, if you choose so a power is, or whatever. It is still meant to be local versus, so you're all looking at the same screen. So there's no secrets between you. You see mm-hmm. what the guy's doing. And okay. He sees what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that. I'm so into that. Oh, we're gonna get the old school cardboard shit, right? I mean, it's not split screen, but we're gonna figure out a way to do we're this, screen Andy. Cheating. Screen yeah, cheating. you don't better not be screen Ma- looking. Michael, what was the most surprising thing you learned about yourself while putting this game together? Ooh, Ooh learned about myself. Uh, yeah. That's a deep question. Deep cut, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't I expecting really that. thought about that. Um, hmm. Things get deep in DSP. I know. Um, that's a good one. I might have to get back to you on that. I'll, I'll have to think on that. Maybe okay. ask me the game right. at the end. We will. Hmm. We we'll certainly will. Andy, hit me up. Hit, hit yes. me up. Come on. You, you, I, you, you've, you've actually had your mitts on this thing. I, I'm going to. Right. Get... Well, listen, I, I haven't had enough of it. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, I get it. you know, it's, 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 it's when there's a really good demo of a game, the, the, the upset comes from when you know it's over. Mm. And it's like mm. felt a common card at the end. I'm just like, <sighs> complain. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's not the full game. <laughs> it's like full, number one full thing. Game when question mark, they're, they're, this is good criticism. <laughs> I do want to know who who scored the game because mm. the soundtrack is phenomenal. Like, yeah, I, I'm um, not sure what they're tapping into, but <laughs> it feels like you're in a kaiju fight with that soundtrack. Yeah, uh, the guy's name is uh, Kent Weiler. Uh, I went to university with him, and uh, yeah, he's local to um, Saskatchewan. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's hasn't done much other. He's basically just done the music for my games, and he's really good. So we've just stuck stuck with him, and he's done a great job. Uh, I guess we'd use a little bit some of the those chip tunes, some some beeps and boops, but then mm -hmm. mix it in with different motifs um, depending on which monster you're facing off against, and kind of based on some Godzilla movie inspiration, of course, as well. Yeah, it's really hard to make chiptune music nowadays that is memorable because there's like so many pixel art games that rely on that as for their soundtrack chiptunes and to have a score that really like really is upbeat i'm just like can i get it on vinyl at some point can i get it like <laughs> blurring through my house it is steven mm. it is so mm -hmm. your earballs are gonna explode i love, I that love it good that good i love it um i'll have to pass it on thank you <laughs> indeed indeed i want to play a little game here andy before we get into oh, rap, rapid oh. fire i mean rapid fire oh, is still a few, uh, a few minutes away but i want to i want to play a, yeah. a little game a little, a little pre rapid fire game andy i want you and i to work together to build, to build a kaiju <laughs> to build a kaiju and pitch it for this to be the you sixth know, kaiju i was just gonna say you only have five. Can can we pay for the sixth? Yeah. <laughs> I I think I think we could do that. Now, do we go monster or do we go animal? Because mm. I, I I'm a fan of the ones that are monsters only because you have a little bit more creativity. But you could also get like you could confuse people with with animal because some animals people don't know exist. And mm. so you could get deep in there with animal if you really wanted to. What are you thinking, Andy? Well, I've always liked the um, things that you can't really identify easily, like the smog monster in Godzilla or mm. like the giant, or like, what was it? The giant plant, Biolante. It's like, what is mm. that? What's happening there exactly? Like mm. some eldritch horror kind of a beast mm. <laughs> I want it to be. <laughs> Yeah, definitely more on the monstrous side. Something monstrous I can't really, side, yeah. Like that, like, you know, like Mothra. You know what that is, right? Right away. Right. I want to go yeah. like the, the other direction. So, what if we time. did something like a? Uh, let's do like a quadru quadruped beast, right? But you know, like we'll, we'll do like a um, Solzian design. Well, it'll have like a really big gaping mouth. Just a giant mouth Elden where, Ring. where the jaw, like the jaw, <laughs> drags on the ground. So like it's a big mouth. You know what I mean? It leads with its mouth. Yeah. Um, Ooh. It. You know. And what it's I mean? like under its gut. It's like dragging it. As it's it's walking dragging around. it, and it just picks up things, Ooh. and then nom, 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 uses it. But does it have? Yo. I'm thinking it has some sort of like like weaponized tongue. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get like get a little get a little projectile but like it's attached to it you know mm -hmm. yeah like a barbed tongue that can shoot out and grab stuff and yank it back yeah in. and like drag yeah. like you, you could like knock over a, 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 a helicopter out of the sky and as it's still spinning its blades pulling it towards you and you're like chopping things up as it's pulling right. it towards it to eat it and it it's, could just eat it it's 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 all fat and the only muscle is in the tongue yeah. Only that can grab stuff, well, do things. I mean, it just it just it slogs around. It's like bone, like it's it's got like those those elbows that have that like spiky stuff protruding from it, kind of like uh, mm -hmm. what's his name, Doomsday, you know, like kind of okay, just, just like oh yeah, I see that, yeah, shapes, I see that, you know what I mean, just like fat and like bone shapes, mm -hmm. but like the four, it, I mean, this is a thing of nightmares. I like this with that hauntingly <laughs> open and just gross jaw I and mean, the. The big tongue that just kind of slaps things and just drags it. Oh, that's that's dope. I'm in for this. Yeah, what we can we... also like vomit out acid. It's stomach acid just everywhere. Just super disgusting. If it like, oh. ooh, what if it's it's stomach acids melt down the metals and it creates like a liquid metal vomit and it oh. coats this everything in it and it just become and then it hardens and become and just gets coated in this like metal. Oh, cool. What are we calling this All thing? Right. Let's call it something. <laughs> Michael, you're the creative one here. You, you got to oh, name it. <laughs> if if we pitched you this monster in a meeting, you're like, here's a, the final design, Michael, but give it a name. <laughs> oh, hmm. Okay. 
so you brought up the metal acid right at the end. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, maybe like steel liquor, something silly. The steel liquor. So it's not like, it's not the main attraction. It's going to be like Godzilla versus the steel liquor. And like Pro- King Kong versus yeah. the skull crawler. Like, it's not like, yeah. it doesn't have a name like Mothra. I, I, I could get, I could get with that. Because I like the idea that more of these exist somewhere. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> Baby jaw draggers. That's Probably. that's what the humans call them. They call them jaw draggers. Yeah, you yeah. have to wonder. They yeah. can't just be one of these things walking around. Yeah, right. Of all of them. You know, like, I don't know. I have a I, question. I can't get into kaiju philosophy at this point. <laughs> Maybe this could be specific to your universe that you're, you've created, Michael. But what do the kaiju do when they're clearly together, like they come from someplace mm-hmm. and that someplace has to be like crowded <laughs> because <laughs> sure. there's giant Kaiju. Like in the movie, it's weird. There's like a upside down dimension, yada, yada, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do they, do they, are they friends? Do they coexist in your world? Are they just like Kings of their own domain? Sure. Uh, so in our game, you, what you want to find out pretty quickly uh, in, in the story uh, is that the monsters aren't fighting each other and they don't seem to uh, really interact all that much with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just kind of team up to destroy stuff. And the fact that they haven't been around too much before now um, raises some interesting questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they've been asleep um, for, for so long, but why are they now coming to attack? Uh, questions. Questions that need answered. Again, where do they sleep? It's like a whole thing, you know. That... Where do they sleep? <laughs> it's, I, uh, maybe in the uh, Antarctic ice or something. It's always a good spot. No, well, that's melting. Uh, that's scary to think about. How many kaiju you think are gonna? That's the over under one and a half. The over under is one and a half. Will there be a giant kaiju? One and a half. When Antarctica and uh, <laughs> this the what, Antarctica is what the south. Uh, which one's North? I don't know. North and South Poles. Well, they're melting. Will we reveal yeah. a kaiju? <laughs> well, um, that that might have to wait for the sequel. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, you I'm you were sure. saying in your game? I mean, in real life. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking about even the reality. They're, they're, they're underwater, dude. They're in the deep, deep well, depths of the ocean. Might, maybe you'll find a giant penguin like in um cthulhu the mythos tales oh no oh my a, god a giant penguin yeah it's very strong that sounds horrifying a lot of, a lot giant of ass penguin. is it is is a blue whale a kaiju like uh, are... of the ocean pre- pretty much yeah right it's they're pretty big they're not destructible. They're called elephant they're very, they're very the kind. kaiju of the land uh they just don't seem as impressive as, as the whale in terms of size it's I guess. true yeah. yeah well it's the largest Land mm. animal. The, the moose yeah, I, is the kaiju I, I, of the forest. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking about Clifford the big red dog. He's obviously mm. a kaiju. Yeah. Obviously, yes. He's an ancestor of some sort of kaiju. Thing. It depends. I'm sure I'm sure like I'm a kaiju to my dog in some way. You're very destructive. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. He's see, he has seen you eat. He knows the horrors. <laughs> All right, Andy. Let's get into rapid fire here. Let's oh crack boy, our nuts. Here we go. Let's get our get our juices flowing. Oh boy, it's oh, time for I rapid wanna, fire. I, I want to go first. Okay, go first. Uh, on the topic of food, which says we were ending the interview with that with that fun stuff, Michael. If if you are what you eat, mm. what are you? Oh, I think I'd be the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> the spaghetti monster. Yeah. See, that's a that's something out of Power Rangers. I am I am almost. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent positive. I'm ninety nine point five percent positive. There was a spaghetti monster in Power Rangers. Like it was like a like an Italian chef <laughs> that like had spaghetti and meatball powers. We're gonna look it up at, at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, let me think. All right, we're gonna start with the easy stuff that I, get, I I've given other guests while I try and get a little bit more creative. Is cereal a soup oh uh sure sure why not 
Exactly. Why mm-hmm. not indeed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not indeed? Mm. Would you rather have all your shoes be made out of Lego hmm. or all, all of your clothes be made from kiwi? Ki- ki- kiwi the fruit. Like Is the kiwi fuzz. Like the, yeah, the, not, yeah, not the, the animal. Fuzzy, yeah. The fuzzy skin of the kiwi? Yeah. Yes. How strange. <laughs> How many kiwi birds did it take to make this sweater? <laughs> okay. uh, uh, the inside of the kiwi skin is like slimy, but the outside's fuzzy. Um, the outside, yeah, the fuzziness, yeah. I would take the shoes if I could just take off the shoes and not wear them. Well, mm. listen, if you're going to walk around, you know, showing off your game or to a meeting or to whatever. Yeah, you don't want that toe jam. Yes, Gene, show strap on them Lego shoes. <laughs> well, I was go barefoot. You just become a hobbit, get calluses on your feet, walk around everywhere. It's like saying you'll just be naked if you have to wear a kiwi shirt. (laughs) I'd be a nudist. Uh, If you you were a kaiju, would you come from the sea? Would you come from a volcano? Or would you come from a lab? Oh, I think the volcano. My hands and feet are always cold. It'd be nice to be uh, warm. Mm. Yeah, volcano. And it's very dramatic. The volcano erupts, then you come out and you're all cranky. It's a good entrance. Yeah. Are you a kaiju that is the primary adversary? Or are you like a support kaiju that's helping out maybe the people who are oh. in need of Yeah, I, I like the support kaiju, like uh, King mm. Caesar from Godzilla. They do the, mm. the prayer to the volcano. Come, Michael, save us. And then he awakens yeah. angrily and throws some meatball, hot meatballs. Mothra becomes like a, a helper, right? Am I getting my, yeah, my Mothra uh, is a yeah. very benevolent kaiju? Yeah. Um, what's the one that's always like Godzilla's side bitch and Giris that like yeah, Giris, with, yeah. the, with the spikes on his back? Mm. Yeah, that guy. God, the, the cool guy. This that one. universe is so cool. I love kaiju. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, if you were arrested, what would your crime be? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good. <laughs> <laughs> What would all right? What would be safe? Um, I don't know. I guess robbing a bank, oh. because the monetary theft doesn't really hurt many people except the insurance company. But then if you actually like, I don't want to hurt any actual people. That's no good. So like a peaceful bank robber. A peaceful bank robber. Hello. If it would not be too much of an inconvenience, could I please yeah. have several thousand dollars from your drawer? And it would be very very helpful if you did not alert the authorities. It would be great. Thank you. And they're just waiting for you. The guy's literally behind you. <laughs> this gun drawn. That that's the most Canadian answer I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, sorry. You know, we should go back and check and see because I feel the Canadian developers and the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. It's always like, I was arrested for putting, you know, a jar of pickles in my pocket accidentally walking on the market. And <laughs> it's always the most like very mundane. simple. Yeah. <laughs> mundane. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. If kaiju and kaiju and kaiju movies were illegal, what would oh. their street name be? Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> um, good question. Um, maybe Special K for Special. Kaiju. Ooh, I love that. Oh, that's really good. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> for the Super Serial fans too. Oh, I love Hell it. Yeah, that's Special K. That's my Special K. If you could have one famous person in the entire world punch you directly in the face, who would you want to oh. do it? Um, it would probably be Nicolas Cage, but in a bear costume, Mm-mm. like in The Wicker Man. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> oh my god. Why is that movie so good, Michael? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'll tell you why it's so good, Andy. Because he fucking commits to the bit. He, there's no half-ass. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? God, that movie—it's so good. He punches a lady in a bear costume. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Have you seen that it's new one of his? It's good. Where he's playing himself. You see this trailer? No. It's like some—he's playing himself as like in a James Bond-like role. It's Nick Cage okay. as Nick Cage. Is this Please look it up. Yeah, it's coming, I think, sometime this year. Mm. Oh, cool. Totally, to totally. It it's his most Nick Cage role ever. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, Michael. What... It, it's all good. 
Oh yeah. Michael, what is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Oh. Uh oh, hmm. I guess uh, I cut my hand on a cheese grater. That's mm-hmm. maybe more understandable. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's carelessness, but I I wouldn't call that yeah. dumb. I mean mm-hmm. I've seen dumber. Let's just put it that way. The, yes. Like we've had some pretty dumb stories recently, so you're actually pretty good. If that was the, I the did one story. yesterday, Stephen. I got the other thumb. Oh no! What did you do now? Oh. I I almost cut the tip off while chopping onions. Like oh, it no. flapped out. Like I went oh. almost. I, I went in. Andy, so I was like, oh, that's hanging out. Andy, there there is a way. I need those those gloves. <laughs> those like anti cut gloves. Bend your fingers. Don't keep them out. Just no. bend them. It, it was just poor technique. It you use this part of your knuckle. Here. I know. I was in a rush. I wanted to make the turkey meatball thing I was working on. I was, I was like, huh, that went right through. All right. I just folded it back Michael, and put a bandage on it. <laughs> this, might be, this might be difficult for you, so I'm going to do a tournament style. Okay? Oh. Mm. Would you rather have flight or invisibility? Oh. Um... I'd say flight, you know, driving around and finding parking, that sucks. And just mm, being sure. able to fly around, visit places. That sounds pretty sweet to me. Okay. Now, second and question. And with gas prices these days. Ooh, yeah, zing. <laughs> now, second part. This is the uh, the second fight of the tournament. Would mm. you rather have super strength mm. or uh, let's say... Uh, what's the uh? Nah, I don't. I don't want to say super speed because you could already you could already fly in this scenario. Uh, super strength or uh, turn into animals like metamorphosis type stuff. Oh, okay. Um, pro- turning into animals is is pretty cool. Uh, you can just turn into a capybara, and then all the other animals will come chill and sit next to you. Yeah. Um, you could also turn into a fish or something. Um. Yeah, turning mm. animals sounds pretty sweet. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Just like the movie Turning mm-hmm. Red uh, that just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you now the final here is would you rather a turn into an animal? Questions. Would you rather anamorph <laughs> or have the power of flight? Oh, I have to pick between them. Now you okay. have to pick between the two. Well, I, I'd pick the animals because I could transform into a bird that can then fly. Okay. As long as I don't get shot by a hunter. Uh, my only concern with that. Now, I know this is getting into a discussion. It's supposed to be rapid fire. But my only concern with that answer is the advantage of being able to fly would be I want to go on vacation. I'm going to throw a backpack on or perhaps mm. grab some luggage and fly to vacation. If you have to turn into a bird to do that, there's not much luggage you're taking. You're going naked. You, you're going with whatever's you on ship, your back. You ship it. Mm. You ship it. Put it in a box. Oh. Ship it to the hotel. Bird, bird over idea. there. And then bam. Technology has solved this problem. How yeah. how long does it take for a bird to go across the country? I don't know. A lot slower than FedEx. Can overnight. a can a bird fly across the ocean? <laughs> um, don't they don't fly across the ocean? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> I know they go north don't... south. Do they go? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if they fly. Yeah, across the entire ocean. Wow. Clearly, science. Yeah, science did not win the day in our no, education our system. All right, Andy, <laughs> final question, bud. It's your turn. Ooh, 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 Michael, where the fuck did Baby Godzilla come from? <laughs> <laughs> He's a cute. Question. <laughs> yeah, but why and where? The, the fact that he's cute is his reason for existence. See, that's, that's it's all. It's a distraction. Is that what's different really going than Godzuki? <laughs> Either way, Godzuki or Baby Godzilla, where where are they spawning from? <laughs> that's what i want to know <laughs> i guess they don't want to up the rating of the movie they're not going to show that it's true <laughs> we don't need that kind of stuff all right michael here we go the decision is yours mm-hmm. this is the toughest question you'll ever going to be asking your entire life and i am very oh, confident in that. all right yeah God. the canadian school system has nothing on this next question oh. all right you've probably had to decide on having game modes and 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 maybe there was like three or four kaiju that didn't make the cut and you had to you had to remove them like they were your baby and you you were like I don't want to remove this this is my baby and like I'm sorry you can't have the giant parakeet it doesn't fit and like fine 
that has nothing on this next question. Mm. Michael, are you ready to answer this question? I, I don't know. It sounds like I'm not ready, but you're go not, ahead. you're not, he's not, I'm going to look he's directly really into the other camera so that you have me here. The question is Andy or Steve. Oh, that, Oh, why do you make me have to choose? This is too hard <laughs> Be, because of egos, Michael, because of egos. Oh no. We have an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> Filled out with all well, these answers. I might, I might have to pick uh, Andy uh, because he didn't have to change his, his pants it's earlier true. before the it's show. True. It's true. You know, I, I did. don't wear pants. But he has to change the them after the show because. I mean. What's worse? You would know you what blame I mean? me? What's worse? That's actually a compliment. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about. Still touching yourself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. If you want to follow us on social media, it's so easy to do it. We're at dual underscore screens. I am at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcast. Again, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And uh, you can write to us too, if you want feedback at NDSpodcast.com. That's a cool, cool little thing that you could do. But if you join our Patreon, you also get into our Discord where you could ask us questions, talk to our dev guests that want, that join up on us, anything you want. Uh, you can come hang out with us as, uh, as well. And uh, Michael, where can everybody find you and Kaiju Wars and all that fun stuff? Uh, you can find uh, Kaiju Wars on Steam. Just type Kaiju Wars to search it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's foolishmortals.net, foolish-mortals.net uh, slash Kaiju Wars if you want to you know, see the, the landing page and all that fun stuff. Um, Wishlist the game. Do that folks it helps out it's out it's out soonish it's out pretty soon yes pretty That's soon right. wish, yeah. wish list it if you haven't already buy it if you're watching this later or listening to this later just go do it don't be an idiot thank you michael thank you andy thank you listeners thank you viewers thank you to godzilla because without you none of us would be sitting in these chairs talking to each other that's that's for sure and as always please be excellent to each other.